Don't make your home out in the snow. Ago, your friends flew south many months ago. And welcome, you're listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. I'm Catherine Davis. And today we're going to be offering you a conversation, a very important conversation, in which we're going to be talking about we, the world, at we.net. And I think that this is a a beautiful organization. I have been um, engaged in the process for several decades, it seems. And we're going to be talking about 11 Days of Global Unity. Connect, mobilize, and accelerate global social change. At this precarious moment in our world, we invite you to join the We campaign of We the World as we unite and amplify the efforts of people, organizations, and global movements working for the common good. Join visionary leaders and endorsers of we and some of those endorsers are Desmond Tutu, Jane Goodall, Deepak Chopra, Immaculate Ilbagazaya, Robert Thurman, Rian Eisler, Bill McKibben and many others. And we're going to be talking today with two participants in this upcoming 11 days of global unity. And those 11 days are start September 11th to the 21st, ending on the International Day of Peace. Joining me today are Yvette Dubai. Yvette is an artist researcher in residence coordinating the We the World Freedom Campaign. And I know that she has done many, many more projects, so I'm happy to welcome Yvette. Dubai. Also joining us is Joya Camo. I'm sorry. I think I got your um, yeah Joya Camo. I think I got the, the pronunciation wrong. You'll correct me when you come on. And she is running an integrative. She is an integrative wellness metaphysician, and she offers plant-based self-healing, frequency medicine advocate, and the author of Ave Maria, Angel Sing, A Journey to Remembrance. She has traveled the world working with shamans and divine masters such as Don Miguel Ruiz, Ruiz and Sri Swami Kalishwar in sacred pyramids and temples in Mexico, Peru, Egypt, and India. So she has a lot to share with us today, and I want to invite the two of you to say hello and tell a little bit more about yourself, 
um, and the work that you're doing. Uh, so, Joya, why don't you join us and give us a little um, background on your work? Okay. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Yvette. Hi, everyone. Yes, well, I've been involved with We Like You, Catherine, for decades, and Rick has always been so dedicated and doing such fabulous things. And I was in the corporate world. My book is about being in the corporate world, leaving the corporate world as a CFO, VP admin of a biotech company, and then traveling the world on a spiritual journey and working with all these masters and going to all these fantastic places. And over the years, you know, my spiritual practice has helped me to go through whatever comes up, right? So most recently, and why I'm working with WE for the Global Days of Unity is health, is because about four years ago, I think I was um, diagnosed with cancer, and I had been vegan for over 10 years, veg for over 30, so I was like, how did this happen to me? So I know that spirit gave me that gift so that I could walk that path and then help others. So that's where I am right now. I was actually, you know, I don't want to say just guided because in spirituality, it encompasses a lot more than that. But my faith has gotten me to that place where I know I'm not afraid of death. So I chose not to do the chemo, not to do the radiation. And I feel that that's something now that I have to offer to people, which is self-healing. And for me, that was food. A lot of it was food, even going even stricter with vegetables and fruit. And what I'm doing in We With The Health campaign is a video that tells people more about that story. Well, I can't wait to hear that. And this is really important because so many people seem to be um, falling to sickness of some kind there are so many stressors in the world and and people who seem to be doing all the right things are still finding themselves very much challenged so that's i'm i very much look forward to that program as it comes up yvette um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself you're uh muted though okay yes yes i was muted so that if there was any background noise so I wouldn't interrupt anyone. So um, good to see you again. Hi. Um, uh, so I am an artist researcher, and my background has been um, on, on the one track of, as she was, as, like Joy, Joya, I was developing my spiritual practice around my artist practice as the focus of my spiritual practice, but also integrating that to inform um, I guess like what I did in the larger world and uh, I used to be a consultant and develop like community programs and strategies for nonprofits and things like that. Um, and then uh, when I was invited to join WE with the Freedom Campaign, um, it really made me think about I wanted everybody else to be engaged in this question of what are you doing with the freedom that you have? Because I was um, in a place geographically where I didn't feel that freedom for most people was all that it could be. And um, since then, I've moved to California and have a very di different sense of all of that. And still looking at that same question, 
Um, but this year, because I had relocated and didn't like I'd started the film festival, you know, previously, and that had been my focus for 11 days. But I wanted to make that an on site event this year. And with the move, that just wasn't really coming together. And um, I kind of felt that what I was doing was inadequate. But I decided to make what I was doing like the thing because still the message to, for me, for people, is I want to encourage and support people in looking at what you can do from where you are um, with the freedom that you have. And so I'm working with domestic violence, um, and I've, I'm starting a think tank and an artist collective with a group of women, a small group of women that I've met here who are really incredible. And domestic violence because, and, well, I'm starting with domestic violence because that's something I know a bit about. I grew up in domestic violence. I grew up around a lot of that kind of thing. Um, and of the my mother was um, an unofficial sort of shelter at times for people escaping um, abusive uh, partners. And so I've always understood, and then statistically, you know, the data supports this, um, that it's one of those intersectional risk factors um, for everything else. Um, and so if we want to address anything, and certainly here, homelessness is very prevalent and is just so front and center and like 50% of the women that are unhoused in the county Riverside that I live in, it's because of domestic violence. It's escaping a domestic violence situation without a plan and um, just ending up homeless or not having any support and being um, ejected from their home um, against their will. And how, and then how that impact impacts um, the, our, under, our underage um, homeless uh, community or unhoused community. Anyway, and so now I'm looking at um, developing a think tank, looking at these kinds of issues and um, issue, you know, refugees, hum victims or survivors of human trafficking and, and those kinds of things. And we are going to be launching art therapy sessions. We call them art therapy kickbacks. Um, so we're beginning there. So that will be my focus uh, um, launching that um, as my new endeavor for the Freedom Campaign. Wow, I'm I'm definitely amazed, and um, that's that's pretty special. I think that getting involved on the community level takes a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of direct compassion. Working with people who, for whatever reason their lives may be falling apart and you're being able to have that interface. So that's pretty amazing. And I'm wondering, um, it, Joya, if you could tell us a little bit more of what it took for you to be able to um, say no to the chemical processes of allopathic medicine and commit yourself to this alternative path uh I'm not saying it's, you know, it's really a natural path as opposed to anything else. But I think many people, though they may want to do that, when they get the diagnosis, become fearful and, and sort of give up what they might have even believed in prior. So what was your process to get to that point? Yeah, so about four years ago, I think it was, uh, when I was first diagnosed, I, you know, had the surgery. It was... um uterine cancer they took out well first of all 
again, faith and my spiritual practice has is really the backbone of all of it. But in doing so, I really took the time to find the doctor that I felt was the right one and saw the sign that she was the right one. And actually, she was in Baltimore. So I flew to Baltimore, Baltimore, where my daughter lives, had the surgery, had the uterine and the ovaries and, you know, all lymph nodes and everything taken out. And then they were like, okay, well, now you go to the oncologist. And of course, going to the oncologist, he was suggesting chemo, radiation, your um, hormone therapy, all kinds of things. And I, I didn't feel it. In other words, I always stayed true to what, you know, I felt my intuition, if you want to call it that, and it just didn't feel right. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm just going to have faith that I did what I needed to do at this point. So a couple of years later, because um, I kept doing the scans, uh, my left pelvic lymph node was enlarged. So I had uh, the biopsy and it was the cancer. And, um, you know, I did. I at, then I said, oh, OK, maybe I have to do it now. So I had 15 appointments scheduled. I had, you know, to get the port in. I was going to go home, get out of my apartment in two weeks, come back and start this journey for six months. And it just didn't feel right. And I just said, you know, I have to meditate on this is not feeling right. And um, I just decided, no, I don't want to do that to my body. And I luckily have the support of a number of my friends that I called on and they introduced me to other people that were doing other things. And I just chose then, no, I'm going to have faith and choose to do the alternatives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wonderful. And um, so, Yvette, I wanted to come back to you and give you a chance to also um, speak a little bit more personal, if you would, about art and what that means to you and the role that you feel that the expression plays in a person's overall well-being, communication, fullness of expression. How important is the world of the arts to our overall future? Um, well, I, I mean, let's, I will acknowledge up front that I am undoubtedly biased on this. Okay. But I think art is everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel that, <laughs> um, I, I find that art is the place where I find like truth because art is the place where everything can be included, you know, and like nature, nature includes everything. Um, and that is one of the reasons that I felt that art was the path for people when I was doing DEI work, diversity, inclusion, equity, diverse, well, yeah, when I was doing that work, that's, that was why I thought that I felt that art was such a great avenue to people understanding inclusion in a way that did not engage their bias you know, whatever their biases were against other groups, the others, um, but they could understand inclusivity first. Um, so I just think that art is everything. And in terms of the act of creation, I, I mean, in terms of why I want to bring it to this community um, where there has been um, such disempowerment, I it's it's how you have people experience what it is to access power and to access real personal power to take an idea 
or spark of inspiration and to manifest that into an idea. Like this painting was like an idea. Um, and towards the end of it, I got, I had the epiphany that this is what it is to access power. Like if you reduce trying to teach people or get people, one of the things that's been really, um, I do want to use the word frustration, the F word, but I'm going to use it frustrated about is getting younger people, um, to understand the importance of political processes and why they need to be involved and why they at least need to vote, um, but getting them more engaged and trying to make that case when they are so convinced <laughs> um, of their position. Um, that this is a different kind of understanding, but this is a basic experience of accessing personal power and that's what's missing and why they are so convinced that the political process has no nothing to do with them is because they are so disconnected from consciously engaging with their own agency their own power to understand it in a way that you having an idea and taking repeated action towards that idea and not giving up, right? That's what gets you to an end result that you, you're, that's, that, that feels good. Um, and part of that is just experience and there's no way to be able to convey, you know, our years of experience to somebody who just, you know I mean? You only know what you know, but I just feel that sometimes art is a way to give people a compact lesson in those experiences that's tangible and that they're able to wrap their heads and their hearts around um, and that's meaningful for them. Excellent. And I'm going to bounce around a bit uh, yeah. between the two of you. Joya, I see that you did a lot of um, work with uh, shamanism and visiting sacred sites and learning about different cultural perspectives with regard to life, I guess, in general, spirituality and healing. And since you're coming from a place where you were doing a lot of the right thing to stay healthy but ended up getting sick, do you have any thoughts on what are the other things that people should start to consider in their well-being? Is it that... Um, is it what's happening in our childhood? Is it something we've inherited from our parents? Is it the general stress in the world we live and how we manage that stress? What are some of the contributing factors you think are also there? And what might be a, a more esoteric, shamanic kind of take on how we deal with those issues? Yeah, I think that it's really important to follow your progression. You know, they always say it's like uh, un taking the skin off an onion. You have those layers, right, in your own personal um, history. So just looking at cancer in, it, in itself, it is very important to do emotional cleansing. And I will say on the shamanic level, working with Don Miguel Ruiz, you know, the author of The Four Agreements, this is that what helped me the most as far as going through those layers of emotional uh, history, poison, whatever you want to call it, that you you do hold in your body, you know? So it's about the chakras, the lower chakras, you're holding that, right? And then going through the process of being in India with the spiritual masters, that's the higher chakras. So doing the emotional cleansing, 
working on that and in that process of meditation, you can get to that place of stress reduction. And the place of stress reduction for me is staying in the now. So anytime something's happening, I try to deal with it as soon as possible and let it go. You know, whether it's, I don't care if it's thousands of dollars, okay, let it go. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, okay, let it go. Or this or that, let it go. Because that's my benefit of doing that, right? Also in the health realm, you know, sunshine, sleep, all these things are very important. So you have the emotional cleansing, you have the stress reduction, you have sunshine, you have sleep. And then for me, it's the food. What we're doing in this society with our kids and everyone else is basically a fast food nation, right? We just eat fast food. We eat, you know, on the run. Even for me to take the time to juice, to make my green smoothie in the morning, to make my vegetables, to eat my fruit, it's, you know, I'd much rather even still eat, you know, something else that's going to be easy. But it's very important. You just really don't understand the nutrients that your body needs and how those vegetables and fruits can heal you. I can tell you that I went strictly veggies and fruit cooked or, or raw, but nothing else, no salt, no oil, no sugar for five months, and it got rid of my cancer, okay? It took the tumor. That's what my body needed to heal itself. And that's why I have gone through the progression of, you know, healing other people, doing all the energy work. But now I'm in that place of self-healing, like Yvette said, empowerment of people that they have the power themselves to heal themselves. If they give their body what it needs, the body will heal itself. So it's very beautiful. It's a very beautiful experience to even know that and learn that. And um, I have to say to Yvette that I can't even remember who said it, but there was a saying of someone that said, art is everything and everything is art. Mm -hmm. So I always refer to that, too. (laughs) Uh, That's wonderful. And um, also being one who engages in health education and um, spirituality, and also being an artist, I I actually went to art school and am a photographer, you know, visual artist as well. So I understand those connections. And one of the things that I would invite both of you to speak about, um, I was listening to a prior interview done quite a number of years ago, but it was fascinating because this author was talking about how the divisions that we experience in the world become divisions in our own body. And very often, when I first became part of the uh, spirituality movement, it was all about, you know, leaving your body and going to some other dimension. And I've long since come to realize that we can't separate ourselves into these sort of illusory dimensional faculties that we have to find a way of integration and so um i think that it would be i would love to hear your thought about that in context of your journey but also in context of the 11 days of global unity and the we campaign at we.net um well i'd like to if you don't mind if i start Mm -hmm. i mean uh i wanted to um agree with what joya was saying because um, not prompted by like illness exactly, but more of a wellness journey, right? Just wanting to age in um, a way that I was not obsessed with like vanity um, <laughs> um, and really focused more on like wellness, right? And um, also seeing it 
in a more holistic sense of like what's good for the planet and what's good for the community and what steps I can start to take. And um, like, even if you're going to eat fast food, eat like slower fast food. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like don't go to McDonald's. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. But you know, like maybe don't go to the fastest fast food. Do you know what I mean? Um, and just go to like slower fast food. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so like small compromise and then to minimize, like instead of going every day. And so like one of the things that we have, we're working on is developing like the, the support group. I don't want to call it support, a support community and empowerment community. Bam. An empowerment community, um, where we focused on productive friendships, where we support each other and like doing meal planning. Um, so that we're like having in-home meals that you made at least twice a week and that's like all of your meals and then like a plant like plant-based meals at least once a week or you know twice a week if you're willing to commit to that right and so we get together and like plan that and do it together and again it becomes one of these kickback things where it's a bit of a party and we're having um we call them like we call them mo- they're basically mocktails um <laughs> Um, and we do like um inner like our our vitamin shots of like licorice root or whatever it is that we're doing at the time um in shot glasses um so i have these uh like it sounds like really silly but we like it's these small things that really make a difference and so even if we're drinking like green juice <laughs> With, like, slices of ginger in it, and we, like, turn it into, like, a mocktail situation because we have it in goblets. You know what I mean? Um, Or we do, like, do it in shot glasses. And so I think it's, like, trying to, like, making everything a bit more performative. Do you know what I mean? Like, where you're creating, like, we call each other empresses affectionately because um, young women call each other the B word a lot. Um, like as a term of endearment. And so like, you don't want to be like a buzzkill all the time, but just to encourage people to think about that. And so like finding other ways and other terms of endearment, you know what I mean? And, and so it's like small little things that you can do to, um, be more conscious and integrate more of, you know, a more conscious lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, like have it be, I mean, still, like, be fun and have, like, a good time. Because certainly my idea of a party now has to change because, you know, I go to bed earlier. I don't want to go to clubs. You know, that's not – so it's a different, you know, and, like, living – so we have this kind of – it's kind of like we call them kickback. It's basically, like, a healthy alternative to, like, clubbing in the daytime for people who go to bed at, like, 8 o'clock. And so, and so, like doing something productive. Do you know what I mean? And so we have music blasting, um, and it's like affirmational, positive rap music. And so it's just a very. And but we we have gone and we do our meal planning. Like right now, we're working on. Um, we did a vegan tray leche cake that was really good. We're doing black green brownies. Um, with like flaxseed and trying to come up with, so, you know, we come up with like really fun things that taste good and we do like taste test vegan snacks. Um, so anyway, it's like making it fun. I guess like that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't have to be austere, but you're absolutely right, Joy. It's like, we gotta, we gotta eat better. We gotta give our body what it needs. And I also love what you were saying about like the, the sound healing and different ways of using frequency healing and like sex singing bowls. 
I love those. And for working with like the lower chakras. And so sometimes I will do that before I come into the studio or different things to kind of, you know, just to center yourself and grow around yourself and then if you're going to eat junk food just replace it with like vegan junk food and you keep looking until you find stuff do you know what i mean like Catherine, you've made the journey you've been doing this a long time egg, See, egg. i don't really love this stuff i don't love eating i wasn't raised to eat healthy let me rephrase this wasn't raised to eat healthy but i did raise my kids eating much healthier and so once they grew up i kind of lost the incentive to like to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, Catherine was like a big, when I first started like doing Catherine's show and we had conversations about like wealth, wellness and health and stuff. And so that was when I was beginning to juice again. Um, so I do think that it, it matters that people just share these, Oh, this is how I live. Like as a matter of conversation, the way you guys do, you know, like this is just what I do. So I think that makes a big difference and that's very helpful for people and very empowering too. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like so much fun. And I'm waiting for you to write that cookbook with all those recipes. I think that that would be really fun. Um, and it's like bringing joy and fun to what to some people or in some occasions might seem more tedious. And so exactly. a way of integrating so much more of your creativity in your choices so that you right. can, can, can actually love your life and still do the right thing as opposed to being feeling bad about doing the right thing, which sometimes can be the case. If people, um, as you, like yeah. you say, are raised with certain kinds of dietary lifestyles, it becomes really hard to give it up after a while. And people, I've seen people get very sick over time because they just couldn't give up the, you know, the food that they loved as a child and it they ate themselves into an early grave and that's a very tragic thing to see happening so i i really love oh gosh, your yeah. perspective did you want to um, uh say more mm -hmm. i have so many things to say i wanted to first of all i want to say i forgot exercise that's the other thing that's very oh important. yeah challenging. right sit around the computers all day long you know or whatever. So it's challenging sometimes to get the walking in or get the exercise in and all that's really important. But I do want to say fun and community about what Yvette said. That's what I did here in Phoenix. The immediate thing I started doing was events to get, you know, high vibe. I, I say family of light, high vibe events, networking for high vibe, meaning people that want to be on the same wavelength, let's get together and have, you know, the vegan food and all the things you're doing. And it's so important to me also to eat things like with chopsticks or eat them out of, you know, a little thing. I mean, all those things make a difference, right? The goblets, it does. But I want to say, uh, Catherine, into your first um, question about I had an extreme experience in Egypt that took me into 13 dimensions. And so I think for me, that is the base of everything that I already know. In other words, I'm back here in this dimension, working in this dimension, but I have that experience. So it's not even just faith. It's experience of knowing there's so much more that a human is and so much more that we are uh, beyond this reality. But in this reality, keeping that higher consciousness awareness always to know that you can always rise above whatever's happening. We have that, you know, ability. So that is really important, I think. Well, it, I know. So getting your vibration as high as possible is 
even staying in this reality is that higher consciousness place that it's not a selfish place when you yourself can stay at that highest vibration because it affects everyone around you and I don't know how much more to say about that because it's not something that you can give to somebody else, right? It's something you have to experience yourself. Now, as far as the frequency level, I am working with a couple of things in this reality, which one is up called a biocharger. It's a Tesla device that is amazing. Is energy is coming right at you. And I experienced that the first night I went to Sedona to start my healing journey. And that was, again, you know how they say coincidences. There's no coincidences. The very first night I went to Sedona, I was told about this machine and I went there and it was such an impact. My third eye just beamed out and all these things were happening. So I literally have one right now. Um, and this is like a $20,000 machine and a device. And then I have a Beamer. I actually became a distributor for the Beamer, which I don't know if they've any heard of, but it's the exact opposite. It's working from the inside out. It goes in into those 74,000 miles of capillaries that you have and oxygenates the blood and takes the detox out. So, um, so I am working with a couple of things in this reality as far as higher frequency, um, equipment, but you know, it all comes down to inner you know, spiritual work, right? And that mm -hmm. takes work. It's not going to happen overnight. Everybody wants a magic pill. It's a lot of work. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it is a lot of work. And, you know, what else have we to do, right? You know, we're here. You know, it's more important. It's not too much else we can do um, except to really uh, care for ourselves in that special way. And just to, for those of you who are joining us, you're listening to WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, WBAI.org. I'm Catherine Davis. I'm speaking with Joya and Yvette. Joya, how do you actually pronounce your last name? I think I crushed no, it. No, it's easy. I mean, it's, it's every other vowel than what you see. There's all the vowels in the world, but you pronounce it with a O. So it's just Como. Okay, thank you. Oh, and Catherine, mine is Dubell. Sorry, Dubell. Yeah, Dubell. Yeah, I thought it was an L. I was looking at that. Okay. Yeah, you know when you're rushing, sometimes you just everything comes together a <laughs> no little worries. bit out, no worries. out of sync. I want no, Rose by any other name would smell as sweet, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. We knew who you meant. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I named you after the country. Um, let's see. We are following the 11 Days of Global Unity, sponsored by We the World at We.net. And you can find out more about 11 Days of Global Unity by going to the .org website, 11 Days of Global Unity.org. It has 11 themes, unity, interdependence, environment, economic justice, health, children and youth, women, human rights, freedom, disarmament, and peace are the 11 days starting with September 11th, which I believe is Monday, and then goes on to the 21st, which is the International Day of Peace. And that's pretty much um, amazing. And there is a schedule of events that you can participate with online. And so we have, um, each, each day is 
match to a date. September 11th is unity. The 12th is interdependence. The 13th is environment. The 14th is economic justice. The 15th is health. The 16th, children and youth. The 17th is women. The 18th is human rights. The 19th is freedom. The 20th is disarmament. And the 21st is peace. So that's an amazing array of, of focus. And I think it's really important to, um, to think about for yourselves, those of you who are listening, if you would like to weave your energy and your time into this particular series of events. And when you go to the website, 11 days of global org, you can register, you can register right online for free and you'll be able to join these events. Um, and most of them are viewed live on the daytime of the event and links and all events unless otherwise are on zoom and you can join the experience using the link to join the zoom and you can participate and you could also become a sponsor and a volunteer for the we organization and the we campaign it's something that we can all engage in and i believe that when we when we endeavor to do positive things in our lives, when we work to um, reach out to people and impact other people's lives, it's it's a part of being human and it's a part of making ourselves healthier and more uh, resilient, more reliable, so that we can really build these communities. We don't always find our kindred spirits in our neighbors right next door, though we still want to have a a, a positive and kind relationship. Sometimes we have to reach across boundaries of state lines or borders to find people who, who truly understand and get this impetus, this desire to have a positive change in the world. And this is a wonderful organization for people to volunteer and engage in different ways so that we can all work together to make the world better for everyone. That is the whole idea of the WE campaign. So hopefully those of you who are listening will re-engage and become enthusiastic about the meaning of life and realize that you can have that meaningful contribution that we all have something to give, we all have something to share, and we all have something to learn. So as we engage as communities, as friends, as workers on projects and creating our own projects, this is a wonderful thing. And just as my guests today, Joya and Yvette, are coming out of their own experience, their own talents, they're bringing it into the world, and they're making a contribution And we need not only to hear about it, I think so many more of us can engage with it. And one of the reasons I enjoy bringing it to the air is because the competition for wholesome, positive programming, broadcasting, media is very hard to come by. 
when we turn on the media very often we find things that will challenge our will to live because it's so terrible. <laughs> but we want to be able to offer something that's going to really make a difference. So that is my thought um, about the We Campaign at we.net. And um, if uh, Joya, Yvette, if you want to speak about the We Campaign and maybe some of the things that you've gotten out of it or that the hopes that you have for what we can do in the future, uh, please let us know. Yeah. Do you want to go, Yvette? Um, sure. Um, well, I want to continue to engage and expand the Freedom Campaign. I'm also interested in, uh, I guess, what we call media literacy, right, and the expansion of positive media. I want to expand the film festival here in Riverside to be an, an arts festival and music, an like art music short film festival with, like, a music kind of, like, wrap-up. Um, but that is going to require uh, me to build more connections and relationships. And um, so I have started making some inroads, though, with some members of Chambers of Commerce and meeting people and meeting people from agencies and have had a lot of encouraging meetings, or I shouldn't say a lot, but let's say several, several encouraging meetings. Um, and I think we found um, a couple of potential partners. So I am very hopeful that next Next year, we can have the We Freedom Film Fest here in Riverside, California, um, with the goal of encouraging people to imagine um, media that encourages and inspires us to um, imagine a better world, you know, where we rise to the challenge um, of all the crises that we are facing and, um, you know, realize that post-apocalyptic futures are not the only option. Mm, important. Thank you. I love film fest. I mean, at film festivals, I I have a, a ton of um, things around that too. But getting just to the we to focus on that, I would like to create. I actually have a web name that I'm going to use, and I haven't made the website yet. But what I'm hoping will come out of this year's we campaign is wewomenwellness.com. And for me, I just joined and became a group leader for. Healing Strong, which is a large organization around cancer. It's a faith-based organization, and they've done a lot, and they've helped me a lot. When I first got uh, diagnosed with cancer, one of the first things I did that really helped was go to chrisbeatcancer.com, and he has interviews with so many people, and he's involved uh, in this organization as well. And there are so many doctors out there that have become alternative doctors because they couldn't heal themselves or their family, right? So I want to give exposure to that. But in general, just becoming a group leader uh, for this, I'm going to start doing in-home events in my home, but also have it be online so that more and more people, because it seems like one out of two people are, are getting diagnosed with cancer. And not to say, don't do, do what I did. I'm not saying any, that. I'm just saying I didn't even know there were alternatives. So just allowing people to know there's alternatives, because when you first get diagnosed, it's very scary. And immediately they want to shove you into the chemo and radiation. There's no other option. You don't know of any other option. So just to be able to use we and that outreach just to educate people, basically, and to let them know they have a choice and let them make their own choices, not to influence them in any way in that way, but just to give them some other information they might not have access to. 
That's wonderful. Um, and uh, like yourself, Joy, I've been very much involved in health, and it sounds to me that what you're offering is spectacular. So I, w- I definitely want to keep track and let people know so that they can connect with what you're doing, as well as um, with Yvette's work. I mean, filmmakers are everywhere. To have a film festival would be so fabulous so we want to be able to keep people connected so um before we reach the end of the our time here why don't you if you have connections website emails you want to offer people let's give them a chance to pick up their pens and pencils and and make that connection so if you're if you're ready joya what where do you want people to go to connect with you yeah, right now I'm using e2phx.com, e2phx.com, that's e2phx.com, because that's where I'm at and that's what I'm building. But I will be, you know, creating more, which will be easier for people to remember, wewomenwellness.com. Because I have a, a number of events I'm doing uh, with cooking shows and film festivals and all kinds of things that will We'll use that website, the wewomenwellness.com, to, you know, let people have links to those type of things. Lovely. And Yvette? Um, Okay, so the think tank is Cultural Phoenix. We're going to be launching that website shortly. It'll be culturalphoenix.love. In the meantime, you can connect with me at yvettedubel.com, and that link will be there. We'll be doing um, those art kickbacks around Riverside, and our focus is on creative productivity um, and, um, you know, basically just using art to help you feel empowered and to like deal with whatever it is, whatever angst you need to get out of your system and shake off and come and have a good time. So we'll be doing those events around Riverside. So please do connect with me on social media if that is something you want to know more about. Excellent. And I want to invite people, if you're interested in exploring the world of Qigong energy movement and healing, you could visit my website, which is Dao, D-A-O, Qigong, Q-I-G-O-N-G, life, L-I-F-E dot com, Dao, Qigong, life dot com. And all next week I have is my free week between each sessions I offer a series of morning and evening um, sessions that are free to join and learn to participate in Qigong practice. So I just want to put that out there for folks, inviting you to connect with all of us. But most importantly, we want you to connect with the We Campaign at we.net. And as we are wrapping up, I wanted to invite each of you maybe to give a uh, a closing comment, maybe dreaming a little bit about what's possible, what can be built through our engagement with each other, or how you might even envision the world transforming itself into one that works for everyone. I know, that's wow. a big, big That's big. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, do you want to go first, Joy, or do you want me to go? <laughs> I'll go first because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, over the last, let's say, 30 or 40 years, I mean, I've had this vision of world peace and how we could get there, but it just never has really transpired. And I always felt it was through media. That's how it's going to happen. 
and, you know, filled out huge grants or whatever to try to, to have alternative media, to have all these things happening. And, and it's not to use the F word frustrating. It's to allow and to understand that it's just beyond my, I did everything I could. I worked so hard to have it happen. Now I just have to let it go and, and let, and know that everything is perfect and everything is happening for a reason beyond my understanding. And I just have to keep myself as high as I can in that regard. I mean, there's, there's no way I can do it. I've tried. I can't make it happen. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, I devoted my life to it and it just didn't happen. And when you look out there and things are still happening, you go, okay, I'm going to accept that there's a reason beyond my understanding. I'm going to get my light body tuned up as much as I can to jump to another planet if that's what it's going to take. And, and that's all I can do. <laughs> okay. You've had. Um, wow. Um, I hear you, Julia. Um, likewise, um, have spent a long time, you know, trying to do that empowerment work, you know, to get people to see, like, you know, on their own agency and that, you know, there's more of us than them. Like, why are you letting them run everything? Um, and so, yeah, um, that part. Um, but uh, having moved to California now and being so close to L.A., I just feel like I got to try, right, with the film festival. But then with the art therapy and, and the think tank, it's also been just kind of like looking at politically what's happened. Like you said, I think I got involved in politics in 83 when I was like 13 years old and looking at what's happened. And I do feel that with um, – with maybe the benefit of time and a little bit of perspective, you get to see a little bit of how like some crazy stuff may have been needed to set, to make some other, you know, like what happened with Nixon, right? The Watergate thing and what that made possible in terms of progress that followed in subsequent decades. And now the sort of stuff that we've lived through. And uh, Oh, you went muted. You went muted. Wait, you that there. It was my daughter calling. I'll call her right back. Um, that we can't really imagine. But you know what I mean? That that may be seeding something as possible that we can't really imagine. Um, and so I guess I, I kind of believe that that's, that's, that's where we are. <laughs> okay. Um, go ahead. It's yeah. my daughter. <laughs> she <laughs> um, does not know that I am... Anyway, it's her, her dad's birthday is tomorrow <laughs> and we're working on a surprise. Anyway, um, with my, with, with moving to California and having so much joy and feeling and being more aware of my privilege, I think, than I had been before has made me um, look at how I can use my story and my journey to empower people who don't know, you know, what my history is and that this wasn't the way my life wasn't always this way. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. to understand that it's like choice upon choice. Like so often young people are told like, no, just go and do whatever you want and don't worry about consequences. Like what? Your life is consequences. No, that's bad advice. Um, oh, that's, that's um, a beautiful, so I guess, like, I no, that's that. a beautiful, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we have to, we I mean, have I just, to. I'm just saying it's like, I see that my life 
to be involved with more young people. And we has, we has really what opened me up to that. I used to think that I was going to be a foster mom after I was done raising kids. We gave me the opportunity to mentor young people and the volunteers. And I, I highly recommend young people who are looking for a way to get involved, to do something, who feel, you know, um, maybe not quite apathetic yet, but, you know, there's still some kind of spark. You think you might want to do something. If you can give an hour, two hours a week go to we.net i would encourage you to sign up for my campaign the freedom campaign but look and see which one okay aligns we with have you. we have to um end the program now okay go ahead Bye. yeah uh, my apologies i just want to let everyone know you've been listening to heart of mind over w There we